Live from Southern California, this is the Jim Rome Show. However, what I'm going to start with today is even more weird, even more bizarre, because today I'm going to start this program by hyping the Mets. Oh my That's God. right. Oh, my God. Terry! Oh my God. Terry! We're going to hype the Mets. Terry? Terry? You, Terry? you old ass? Oh, my God. Seriously, break out the Mets. The hell is going on with the Mets. Oh, my God. What happened to the New York Mets? The LOL Mets, the clowns from Queens, the same old Mets. Oh, my God. This Mets team is different, at least so far. Different in that they're not actually a complete embarrassment to their city. Different in that they're not a complete disgrace to their entire sport. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. They might actually be good. I mean, check the standings, folks. The Mets have the most wins in baseball. Oh, my God. I just said that. They have the most wins in baseball, and their best player, Jacob DeGrom, has not pitched a single inning yet. They've already had a bunch of legitimately impressive wins so far this year. However, last night, let me tell you about last night. Oh, my God. Last night was their finest moment so far. Last night was one of their best moments ever. They were down 7-1, 7-1, going to the top of the ninth in Philly, of all places. And then this happened. And he drives one to deep right center field. Forget that. That is way out of here. Francisco Lindor with a monstrous two-run homer. That's line. Alonzo's got himself an extra base hit. And McNeil hits one through the hole. That's a base hit. And kind of hits one back to the pitcher. It banks off him. Makes the throw. Not in time. J.D. rips one down the line. That's an extra base hit. It's 7-5. to five. Brandon gets the curve and lines into the center field. A base hit. The Mets have tied it. And Starling oh. unloads one. Deep left center. Here's Nimmo around third. He'll come in to score. And the Mets take the lead. Unbelievable. Oh, my God. That really happened. Unbelievable. That was Gary Cohn on SNY. That is a gigantic, holy, bleeping bleep, Philly fan. That is some serious Mets bleep right there. I I don't even think that the biggest horse pie sandal in the world would make Philly fan feel even a little bit better about last night. Even Doc Rivers, even Doc Rivers cannot believe how epic that gag job was. Like a few days ago, we thought that Doc was about to produce the all-time Philly choke. Turns out it was the Phillies collapsing like a Doc team with a 3-1 lead. And Joe Girardi cannot blame this one on Pat Garrity or Jacques Vaughn either. The Phillies have been in the National League since 1883. They have lost more Major League games than any other franchise, literally, by over 300. They have over 300 losses more than the next horrible team. They know all about losing, but I'm not sure they've ever seen or eaten an L like that. An L that embarrassing. An L that humiliating. An L that absurd. An L that impossible. Seven runs on eight hits in the ninth inning to erase a six-run deficit? That just does not happen. And it literally never happens to the Mets. Oh, my God. 
The Mets had lost 330 games in a row over the last 25 seasons when trailing by six or more entering the ninth. Think about that for a minute. It's an incredible stat. They had lost, (laughs) listen to this, they had lost 330 games in a row over the last quarter century when trailing by six or more entering the ninth. In other words, they hadn't done what they did last night in this century. The Mets were such a long shot going into the ninth last night that Caesars had them at 60 to 1 to win at that point. Here's some other things that Caesars has 60 to 1 odds on right now. The Mavericks winning the NBA Finals, even though they're in a 0 2 hole to top the seeds. Our sons, who are the top seed? 60 to 1 to win it all. Joel Embiid to win the Finals MVP, even though he's currently concussed. With a jacked up digit too. Bleeped up, caved in, broken face. His team is down two games to none. He's 60 to 1. Christian McCaffrey to lead the NFL this season in wait for it. Receiving yardage. 60 to 1. In other words, things that are 60 to 1 do not happen. Are not going to happen. Well, Unless you're power surge and you're 70 to 1 and Rome is part owner and doesn't bother to bet his horse for the only time ever. But that'll happen. I'm telling you, the Phillies had a win probability going into the ninth inning. All right, if you don't mind that or if you don't like that 60 to 1 thing, how about this? Turn it on its head. The Phillies had a win probability going into the ninth of 99.9% which was clearly bullcrap because somehow they did lose that damn game. I mean, I can't believe I'm saying this, but this Mets team, the way they're rolling, they're never 99.9% to lose, no matter what the score is, no matter what the in-game odds are. That's actually pretty good value, 60-1 to with these dudes. In almost any situation, even that situation, you don't got to believe... But just know, this team is believing right now. As unbelievable and cheesy as that is to say, it's somehow true. And I never thought that I would say this, but I somehow might be believing too. Because I'm seeing it with my own two eyes. They might actually be good. They might actually be very good. Oh my God! Oh my God! I mean, Mets fan, don't get too hyped because they are still the Mets. But let me just say this. That kid, that Terry, Terry Terry kid, he's got nothing to rage about today. Terry. That Terry kid Terry is probably sounding a lot less like mini Wally Backman right now. Wally Backman. Right about now, he might be sounding more like the double rainbow guy. Oh my God. Oh my God. God, I love that kid. Not not that weirdo. The kid. I don't know what I like better about that kid. Terry? Or Wally? Terry? Terry? Wally? Terry? Wally Backman. Seriously, what's better? The the Terry? Terry? The implied threat with the Terry? Terry? I'm going to give you the hands. And by the way, Terry will go. Terry's not afraid to go. We know Wally will go. Wally Backman. Anyway, enjoy it while it lasts. For as long as it lasts, Mets fan. Because right now this team is doing some amazing bleep. 
You see, I'm as fair and objective as they come. If you are ass, I am going to say you're ass. But if you're rolling, you're going to get some love. And right about now, the historically ass Mets truly are rolling. I mean, it's unbelievable. Up is down, left is right, day is night, and the Mets are crazy good. Seriously, someone shake me and Rainbow Dude. Shake yourself. Terry? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. It's all good with the Mets. Oh, my God. Hey, Philly fan, how you? The roller coaster ride that Philly fan has been on for the past oh month God. is absolutely incredible. Philly fan. Okay, th th this is Mets fan. Oh! We were down 7 1. Philly oh. fan. Uh, I don't even want to try and venture a guess as to what you're thinking or feeling seeing that play out. In fact, why don't you call me and tell me, Philly fan? Up 7 1 in the ninth, and you could not finish. How were there not Phillies choking each other in the dugout watching that all play out? Are you craving some protein after a good workout? Do not make a shake or eat a bar. Grab a bag of beef jerky from Old Trapper. Old Trapper beef jerky is tasty and tender and made with real strips of steak and quality spices that are smoked over a wood fire. And it goes wherever you go, to the game, to the gym, to the beach. So look for Old Trapper in the Clearview bag. You can see the quality you're buying. Look for it in major retail stores near you. If you don't see it, ask for it by name because no other jerky compares. Old Trapper, what's your beef? The Big Head. James Kelly, member of the XR4TI, comes in every single Friday and then the occasional Thursday or Monday or both for a segment that we like to call Big Head Bets. Head. All right, so really quickly, off the top, how you doing? Are you feeling dangerous? Do you feel like we're going to get paid? Hell yes, we are, man. We're not going to fill Mickelson this thing up in this bitch today. <laughs> That's good. We don't want to do that because he apparently was losing $10 million a year gambling. All right, it's a good thing, too, because I'm looking at my account right now. Mm -hmm. I've got a couple of online accounts. I kid mm -hmm. you not, Head. In one of my accounts right now, my balance is currently $0.84. Cents. Boo. That's I need low. To win. I need to win something. I literally have $0.84 cents in one but of my accounts. But there's money out, right? So if you win some stuff, you'll be yes, all right? there is money out. There's okay. a lot of money out. However, right. knowing me, that money out's not coming back in. <laughs> and right now I've got $0.84. Cents. Number two, dude, I don't think the clones know this about you. Uh -huh. You're kind of a mysterious dude. Like, here's Just what they bit. do know. Uh -huh. Your cranium is enormous. Right. You're illiterate. Correct. But... Fun mm -hmm. fact, if you don't mind, I'm going to put it out there. And okay. even if you do, I'm still going to. Okay. Since we're talking about the Dykstra car wash back in the day, <laughs> you, in fact, own a car wash, don't you? Yes, I do, Jim. Surf and Suds Car Wash and Detail Center in Arvada, Colorado, actually. Yes, it's the first time I think I've ever mentioned that on air. <laughs> Surf and Suds. Is yep. that the name of it? That's it, man. Express uh, Tunnel, dude. Who came Surfing up with that it. stupid name? Surf and Suds? <laughs> In Arvada? Yeah, Arvada, Colorado, right is, outside of Denver. Is there any is there any surfing in Arvada? No, there's not, but there's an express tunnel where you put it in neutral and you surf on the conveyor belt and you go through like in the two minutes oh, you're done with your car wash. Oh, see that? I see what you did yeah. there. Use that big head to name that. All right, so do you have 
multiple car washes or do you have one car wash we have one car wash but it's a one-stop shop self-service full service express detail center we got everything you could possibly imagine out there all right dude, that's a great plug right there that's a great plug what i don't need from i appreciate you. that yeah, yeah. And, and i appreciate you what i don't need is for you to plug that car wash then up and quit and move on to the next thing but then again i know you're not going to work at a car wash all day long no no, no that's not my call just just an owner right there yeah have I'm you ever worked that. a shift at that car wash yeah, I've had to, sure. When somebody's down or something like that, I got quite a bit of a, uh, a lot of employees out there, so sometimes you have to step up. But so you're the boss, you're the owner. Yep, that's it. All right, good business? Cash flow? Great business, yes. Uh, a lot more credit cards more than there used to be, or is there cash now, obviously. Uh-huh. But Dude, are you, do you also have that store when you jam everybody by selling a bunch of crap that you've marked up 1 million percent, and do you not make more money off all that crap than you do the actual car wash? Dude, we tried it that way. It wasn't working very good, so now we put a very dog well. wash in, actually. I could, I could plug the dog wash, too, so we actually used that building to put a dog wash in that we're opening shortly. Did you but just yes, say we had you, that. Did you just say you have a dog wash man everything we work we throw stuff at walls and make things work here. a dog wash <laughs> a dog wash too yeah is it a mobile dog wash unit does no. the dog walk nope. stationary the dog? yep no, no, dude, i gotta know is it like a car wash but a dog wash and the dog walks through or are there people washing dogs <laughs> No, you got to wash your own dog. It is a separate room where you know you just put them right in there, and we're we're building it right now. You just put Holy them in there. Holy crap! Yeah. I didn't. Yeah. Is, is it a mobile dog wash? No, uh-uh. No, we're not doing that. Just Dude, stationary. I don't, I don't right understand. There. How does this work? Can can't they just There's wash like their tank. dog at home? Yeah. What are you offering them that they can't do at home with a, with with their own soap and hose? Our soap, our product, everything, our dryers, everything is better at surfing the suds than it is at home, Jim. We know that detergents, soap, everything that we have is better at our place. Wow, it, it's it? popular. It's taken off everywhere to get into dog washes. Everybody has a dog wash, especially in Colorado, dude. They're everywhere. Yeah, listen, where I live, and you know where I live in Orange County, mm-hmm. people bring their freaking dogs to the mall, to the wow. restaurant, everywhere. But I, I've never seen, I've seen mobile dog wash units, but I've never seen like the express or built-in dog wash. Oh, dude, car washes, they are everywhere now especially where you live in colorado when you go up in the mountains and everything like that so they take them okay what do you charge for a dog wash never mind a car wash what do you charge for a dog wash it's about 10 minutes for about 10 bucks around that about a buck a minute about but all you're offering is the water and the detergent. No, but you're not washing the dog. They have to wash their own dog, right? They got to wash their own dog, but we got dryers, we got soaps, we got stuff they could buy, you know. We got a lot of stuff in there. I don't it, understand do what it. you're offering, dude. They can do that at home. No, no. Soaps, detergents, all kinds of stuff. And it's a mess at home. They got to take it out back, wash the dog. They don't have the soap that I got, man. Wow, dude. What kind of source do you have for dog soap that they can't get anywhere else? Well, that opens another envelope. I kind of got some business out there. (laughs) You you have suppliers is what you're telling me. I have suppliers, of course. Yes. Dude, is it domestic dog soap or is it imported dog soap? Domestic. Local. Yes. Locally owned dog soap. (laughs) Uh, Arvadian dog soap? Denver dog soap. Denver dog soap. Yep. Let me ask you something. Do you use the same soap on the car that you do the dog? No, different soap for the dog. Do yep. your employees, I know you have a sign that says up, employees, after you use the restroom, wash your hands. Do they wash their hands with dog soap or human soap? Human soap for them. They do not have to touch the dogs. We do not do that. The uh, owner of the dog has to wash the dog. 
I have an idea, dude. Like mm-hmm. you obviously are really entrepreneurial, but you could probably save money if you were to consolidate. Why don't you put the dog on top of the car and run the, them both through the car wash? <laughs> At the same time? Yeah. Uh, it would save space. So it saves space, but a little bit too tall, I think, for my tunnel right now. Dude, but I, that's I'm, a good I'm idea. I, I literally am all. I knew you had a car wash. I just did not know you had an adjacent dog wash. Well, I might get in the tent window business as well. So if I kick the dog wash out of there and do it that way, that Bro, could work too. You, so. Given the size of your head, could you walk through that car wash without getting stuck? Uh, a little top heavy. I might make it. That's how you get a shampoo. It's incredible. Is there anything else that I need to know about you that I don't know about you? Oh, a lot more. We could probably do a couple hours on what I've got going. It'd be better than your picks, bro. All right. (laughs) Why don't we? That's amazing. This was not, again, like I said, Flashback Friday, completely organic. Dude, I am so pleased with this notion of you having a dog wash built into your car wash. It's great, right? But it's not done yet, though. Or is it done? It's not done. In the next month or so, it'll be done. We're working on it right now. Yes. Dude, you need to do, okay, if I did a remote from Dykstra's car wash in 91, mm-hmm. why can't you do big head bets every single week from the car wash? I could probably set up a situation down there where I could do that. I could hook it up. I could figure that out for sure. Did Dude, sure. dog washes too, if you didn't customize build them, they cost like 35, 40 grand for good dog washes. It's crazy. Okay, hold on. Tell me again. They cost how much? 35, 40 grand for like a good dog wash. Of course, I'm going outside the box and building it herself, but... For half the price, because you're cheap, dude. If you pirate every fight, I'm sure you're pirating that dog wash as well. (laughs) So when, at what point is that thing paid for itself, and is it just straight cash flow? Uh, How many dog wash? It'll take a while. Yeah, it'll take at least a year or two to get there. Yeah, because it's ten bucks a head, right? Yeah, ten bucks a head, and it's going to cost me quite a bit of money to put it in. And nothing like the thirty grand, though. That's for sure. Oh, dude, I cannot wait. I cannot wait. Why did you not? Don't you need investors in this dog wash? No, we're good, man. We're rolling. Me and my partner. Who's your partner? You got a <laughs> my partner? Brother. A business yeah. partner? My brother is, yeah. Dog lover, or are they just widgets to you guys? Uh, we love dogs, for sure. Our wives love dogs. My wife is a, the biggest dog lover alive, so they all love dogs. My brother and I love business. Dude, what about a cat wash? Oh, man, they don't have them right now, but I'm sure you could Not probably... yet they don't. Hey, man, if you want to pay me, you can come down and use my dog wash for your cat if you want to. No, dude, no. We, <laughs> By the way, one of our, it's a whole different deal. We had our cat go to a groomer, and the poor thing, like, stroked out, had a heart attack, and died. The Ooh, precursor yeah. to Cody the Ragdoll Cat. Yeah, so I'm not, I'm not taking my cat to a car wash. Yeah, that's cool. Or a cat wash, or any kind of wash, because it killed our cat. Anyway, <laughs> dude, this is absolutely incredible. Alvin! That's not funny. He just timed to die my cat. Dude, Woody, literally, this is so crazy. We're in this spot right now where we've done almost the entire segment on your dog wash. I know. Now, what the hell? We can float this thing out. Let's start with the NBA, Suns, Mavs. Start that thing up, Alvin. Dude, seriously, head, I'm proud of you. Congrats on your dog wash that you're building. Thank you. Thank you. you. Appreciate that. That's a legacy, dude. Nobody can ever take that from you. Congratulations on your... On your dog wash? Dog wash. Suns Mavs moving back to Dallas for game three. The Suns head are led by that 37-year-old nut puncher, (laughs) CP3. He's been lighting it up, and as long as he and Devin Booker remain healthy, Mm -hmm. to me, they are going to be an awfully tough out. In fact, I'm going to say this series is already over, Mm -hmm. even though they've only held serve at home. But we're not talking about the series. We're talking about game three. What is the number you're seeing, and how are you playing it? 
Yeah, I agree. The series is over. This should be the Mavs' best punch tonight. The number is Suns minus one, and I will go with once again the NBA championship favorites here, Jim. The Phoenix Suns and lay that point. The Suns' offense is on fire right now. They're scoring over 121 points per 100 possessions in the playoffs. And while they uh, shot 64% last game and they won't do it tonight, the Mavs don't have the horses outside of Luka to keep up with these guys. Jalen Brunson, Spencer Dinwiddie, Dorian Finney-Smith, and Dwight Powell have all combined to score fewer points than Luka has in the first two games. That guy needs help. Now, out uh, against the spread numbers, the worry is the Suns playing on one day's rest. They are not good there. They're 3-7 and seven in the last 10 in that spot, but the nut puncher, um, he also is not good in that spot, too, because he needs his rest. But let's go with the best road team in basketball, Suns minus one here. Suns minus one. I hit the same thing myself. All right. Dude's got a dog wash. <laughs> Philadelphia head without Joel Embiid has looked like, how do I put this? I'm going to choose my words very carefully, ass. <laughs> in Miami, they lost the first two, but the series Serial does shift ass. back to the Wells Fargo Center tonight. There was a thought that Embiid might be able to go tonight. Mm-hmm. I said that Chris Haynes had tweeted that he's been cleared from the protocol. He took part in the shoot-around, but he's not going to go. The speculation as to whether or not he will or won't has that line bouncing around, dancing around. What is the latest number you're seeing, and how are you playing that? Yeah, so this morning was minus three for the Heat. The bookmakers think he's going tonight, I'll say that. Minus one. It's popped down to minus one for Miami again. So I think they believe he's going to play. Regardless of that, Jim, I'm going uh, Miami minus one here, and it's because of Larden, dude. One of the greatest scorers of all time has 14 straight games of scoring 22 points or less. He has had one game of over 30 points in his Sixers jersey, and he is shooting 40% from the field in the playoffs. He is also not drawing help defenders off his role, guys, and those guys are shooting like ass. Danny Green, George Niang are 3 of 24 in this series from 3. Again, that could change with Embiid, but um, like I said, the most important thing is that Lard and Larden, and it's wearing on this guy. He's not the same. Let's go Heat minus 1 tonight. You know, I keep waiting for Philadelphia to show up and have some uh, pride, some dignity, some professionalism, show up, make a stand. Embarrassing. Yeah, I keep hitting him, and I keep getting beat. I know. Right, so I know. there you go. Now, tremendous fight card. UFC 274. Yes. Absolutely fascinating matchup with two of our favorite fighters. You and I, and we do play favorites in the fight game. Justin Gaethje, Charles Oliveira. Obviously, two totally different guys, different styles. Gaethje might be the single most violent guy in the single most <laughs> violent sport. And if he's not that, he's on the short list. Oliveira, one of the most skilled guys in a sport that mandates it. This dude had his one ten in a row. Incredible. I would say he looks right. Mm-hmm. I would say he looks essentially unbeatable. Mm-hmm. But my favorite thing about MMA and the UFC promotion in particular is everybody gets beat, except mm-hmm. maybe Habib. But notice they didn't fight each other, right? Right. So no. the beauty of the UFC is the best of the best do fight each other, except those two guys, and mm-hmm. the best always get beat. What is the number on this fight? Who are you taking? How are you playing it? Oliveira, the champion, is the minus 190 favorite here, Jim, and Gaethje is the plus 160 dog. I'm going with our guy Justin Gaethje here. The blueprint is simple. Use that All-American wrestling base to keep this upright. You do not want to go to the ground with Charles Oliveira. He is perhaps the greatest submission artist in the history of the lightweight division. Keep it up, and as Justin would say, punch a hole in his bleeping face, dude. 
This could be one of the best fights ever, no joke. It's incredible. It has the potential to be that. The hands will be let go. I'm going Gaethje at plus 160, and you made a great point on Habib. If Charles wins this, it sucks that we never got the chance to see Habib v. Charles because it would be insanity. Everybody loses except Habib, but he's mm -hmm. retired and has made it clear he's not coming out of retirement. Right. And that's the one fight he didn't have. That Man, I, I'm with you. I'm gonna take I'm gonna take the value and Gaethje because he nice. is a very, very violent guy. But let's hope this thing does not go to the mat because if it gets down there, we're gonna have a problem. I can't wait for that. You know what else I can't wait for? Look at the calendar. It's the first Saturday in May. You know what that yes. means? The most exciting two minutes in sports is tomorrow, the Kentucky freaking Derby. Head I will not lie. You're a big horse guy. I know you love jungle racing. I had a slight, 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 very slight touch of the derby fever yep. with straight up G. Mm -hmm. Our guy's nice, but he's not that nice, and he certainly does not want that long. But what we're going to get are 20 of the world's best three-year-olds knocking heads. And since it's the one race a year that non-racing or non-race fans get to actually watch mm -hmm. and get down with and take part in, you know they're – and they have a significant interest in this. Bottom line, what I'm getting at, the longer I do this, the more I sound like you. What I'm getting at is, who do you like? Are you going to go with one of the California horses, or are you going with somebody else? Uh, I Well, I mean, it would be easy as hell right here to be a chalky bitch with Zandan and Epi, uh, Epicenter. They're two great horses, and they kind of keep going back and forth as the favorites. I'm going Cali, Jim. Taba. I hit him at 12 to 1 this AM. He's already at plus 650 now. The number was higher because the history is against him. Not since 1883, um, even before Ritt was president, has a horse won the Derby with just uh, uh, being his third start here. So um, I'm going against history here. I love Taba. He looked awesome in beating Messier in the Santa Anita Derby. He has gears, man. He has speeds. He uh, posted a buyer figure of over 100 on both of his races, which for people that don't know, that is amazing. Also, your guy. Now, 56-year-old Mike Smith will be on him. Um, big race Mike. Big race Mike. Navigate through that madness that is the Derby. Let's go with Taba at plus 650. I got him at 12 to 1, but let's say he wins the Kentucky Derby. I love that. And I, I, I actually hit table myself. I did not nice. get him. In, I did not get him at what you got him. But I'll tell you what I did do. I hit him right after I saw what he did in the Santa Anita Derby. He was so impressive. Impressive. So impressive. Incredible. I think I got him at plus six fifty. Okay, right you know, there. Big race, Mike. What you just said, and I'll get into this with Eddie a little bit later on. Mm -hmm. Hey, that's amazing. We're talking about a horse winning the Derby, and he's only got three starts under his belt. Amazing. I mean, yeah. that, that that would be an amazing thing. And he didn't listen, race as a two-year-old for people that out there that don't know, in which most all all of them race as two-year-olds, and then they come to this three-year-old. So he did not race as a two-year-old, and I think it was kind of, which kind of worries you for this Kentucky Derby with 20 horses being in the field. I think it was kind of gate issues that he had, but he looks to be over it. I mean, they paid a price for this horse, too. Really so. expensive horse. Really quickly about the yeah. Derby. This is what you have to understand. Number one, you can only run in, in it as a three-year-old. Mm -hmm. You can only run yep. in it once. It's a mile and a quarter. A lot of these horses have never gone that distance, so we're not sure whether or not they can get this distance, and the traffic is a real thing. You never see a race where you have 20 horses, so that's right. a big, big deal. Mm -hmm. I'll tell you what, Head, you did a hell of a job. Given how we started, you finished. Dude, you were the horse that came running late. Man, you swung wide, five wide, and we're finishing like a freaking freight train. Mm -hmm. 
Nice job, Head. Run it back for me really quickly. Who do you have this weekend? Uh, NBA tonight, Suns minus one at Dallas. Heat minus one at Philly. UFC 274. Let's go with the dog, Justin Gaethje, plus 160. The Kentucky Derby pick, Taba at plus 650. And if you're looking for a long shot out there, Tis the bomb, Jim, at 30 to 1, 28 to 1. I like him as a long, long shot. That could happen really quickly. What is the estimated time of arrival of the dog wash? What's the estimated completion date? Uh, Mid June, we'll have that. Right before the smack off, I believe, Jim. That's, Dude, that's my goal we'll right now. We'll do the smack off from the dog wash. <laughs> How awesome would that be? That'd be incredible, Instead right? Instead of you coming yep. to me, I'll come to you. There you go. All right, head. Let's do it. Have the best weekend. Let's get ever, Lenny head. Dykstra, too. Hey, he's probably available now. We'd have to pay him. Okay. And I know you're not doing that because you're a cheap bastard, man. That's right. That's right. right. Have a great weekend, Head. Nice job. All right. Thanks, Jim. Big Head. Honestly, I did not know that. That was not shtick. That was not a bit. I knew he had a car wash. I did not know he was expanding that car wash into a dog wash. The future will be great, but today is just as incredible. Meet Nissan's most advanced lineup. If you can't get enough adrenaline, there's the all-new 400 HP Nissan Z. Or, for your off-road adventures, check out the all-terrain Nissan Frontier. If you're more of a spontaneous road trip type of person, then hop in the Nissan Pathfinder. And, for something more electric, there's the stylish Nissan aria so let's enjoy the ride 2023 aria and z not yet available for purchase expected availability this spring for 2023 z and this fall for 2023 aria Smack off number 28 is June 24th. Yesterday, we ended the program with a full segment of phone calls, and it was pretty damn good, actually. No, nobody pulled a golden ticket, but nobody got one ripped. They were good, solid calls. Two came from brand new callers. That made it better. I want to see more of that all the time, but especially during smack off season. I want some new blood up in here. I want some new voices up in here. Maybe an accent or two, like yesterday. Certainly more women. We need more women. In other words, I want you all to just shoot your shot. Any and all of you. You know the only rules. Have a take, don't suck. Have something to say. Something that brings a little bit of edge, a little energy, a little entertainment value, and get up in here. You miss 100% of the shots that you do not take, so let it rip already. Maybe you'll rip a golden ticket, which will get you an invite to Smack Off 28 on June 24th. It's not going to guarantee you'll get on the air, but it will get you an invite to the biggest event in sports radio. I know why you wouldn't want to try. I know why. Because you're afraid you'll get embarrassed. You're afraid, you're afraid that you'll get mocked. You'll get clowned. The JTP will be all over you. That's all right. That'll happen. Think of it as... A memorial. Like, what doesn't kill you makes you stronger. Am I right, Tobin? What doesn't kill you definitely makes you stronger. And that guy is invincible. <clears throat> in contrast, but not in, uh, in quality, but not in quantity, or I should say, uh, in contrast, excuse me, Charles. See, that guy didn't die. He's stronger for it. And believe me, you can't be any worse than that. Or any of the rest of these dopey tryhards who've called during smack-off season to try to play their way in over the years. I called last year about this time, and I got ran twice in a week. And, <laughs> and that makes three. Tyler, you're so hot and buff. 
that BJ in the Bay has a picture of you in his yellow fanny pack. Ah, I mean, how many no. BJ references did you, you think I was going to lie? And if you ever come here, you're going to get to see these big, beautiful oculars that make ladies' garments fall off at a thousand yards. There's cringy, and then there's creepy. It's funny she referred to me as Rokyo when she's actually fly-covered in trails in the middle of the road after jumping in my lane. Oh, and for all you out there asking who writes my calls, simple answer is they write themselves. I'm moving on from this because I'm an alcoholic frog and I've got bigger fish to fry. Oh, I'm a little peeved right now, but Kim can talk some and you know he's really invested in it he's got a lot of skin in the game not one skin not two skin not three skin but four skin even if being really good at social got you a golden ticket i've got the moxie to pick up the phone unlike ashley in nebraska if that's even your real name now bradley you're a father of two children you might want to switch up your abby Sucking on a stove that looks like a jumbo-sized Nathan's dog that Joey Chestnut dethrows every year like he's on Pornhub. Hey, Wells in the 360, don't get your panties in a wad because you can't find your pickles under the chicken. I'm sure that's not the first time you couldn't find your gherkin. Albie was looking around the room like, dude, dude, what's a gherkin? Jeff in Southfield, you're the jungle version of an inbred. And I do not mean inbred lot. Peanut butter and jelly for ham and cheese. I gotta imagine the last time you got laid was probably involved in PBH, duct tape, rope, and a knife. I have listened to Rome as he rants and raves, thinking I'm gonna call cause I got something to say. And I'm sitting on hold for a part of my day. Then Silk jumps in my cause he's celebrity. There's a middle aged dude on the surf today. Incredible. Well done, guys. Especially you, Alvy. Listen, what I'm getting at is that's the worst that can happen. That is the worst thing that can happen. You call, you faceplant, we all laugh at you, you end up in a montage. And that's the worst thing that could happen. Worst case scenario. Best case scenario is you get a golden ticket. Then you get entrance, entry to a very exclusive party, and you have a chance to be in it. And if you're in it, you can win it. And if you win it, you get five grand. And then you go on and maybe even have your own media career, which is better than mine because I'm the damn idol maker. Hey guys, why don't we talk about something that you probably don't think about very often, but you should skincare. Skincare can be complicated, especially for men who have never had a skincare routine. That's where Tej Hanley comes in. Tej Hanley is a men's skincare company that helps guys start and maintain a healthy skincare routine by making the process uncomplicated. Every box comes with an instruction card. Every box comes with an instruction card that tells you when to use each product, how much to use, and in what order. It's that simple. In fact, you know what? Start with the level one system because that is the easiest way to get it going. And it comes with all of the basics that guys need to take care of their skin. The products included are a face wash, an exfoliating scrub, an AM moisturizer, and a PM moisturizer. A daily face wash to get rid of the dirt and grime on your skin. And two times per week, exfoliating scrub to get rid of the dead skin cells. Plus, the AM Moisturizer rules and the PM Moisturizer helps your skin stay hydrated and healthy throughout the entire night. I love it. 
Now I've got a plan. Now I've got a process. Now I've got a product. And you should too. And especially right now because Tiege Hanley is sponsoring this episode and they're offering an amazing deal. Just go to Tiege.com slash Rome and you'll get 30% off your first box plus a free gift. That's T-I-E-G-E dot com slash Rome. An amazing deal. Tiege.com slash Rome. My beef is with the music on your show. You got a metal head banging out the same three notes. Your father was right. Jazz is the greatest music. This is the Jim Rome Show. That's true. And a lot of show on a Monday. What's cracking? Let me give you my thoughts on what I saw yesterday between Memphis and Golden State. Starting with you, Memphis, because you just had your hearts ripped out of your chest. That was some championship DNA. Got, it was I on got, display got, yesterday, and it was shown by the guys in the blue and the yellow. Yeah! You probably should always expect the unexpected. What Memphis needs to do now is expect another mother of a game tomorrow and expect greatness from Raymond Ritter, who's going to deliver Jordan Poole. Jordan Poole is my guest. I have a cat named Coda, uh, Kakoa Toe, and I got a couple cats at home. They're pretty awesome. I heard you're a cat guy yourself. I don't care what it costs. Fix the cat. Let's go PRP. Let's spin blood. Take a deep breath. I understand you love the cat. There's not much we can do. Do you people not have any stem cell research? Fix the freaking cat. I don't care what it costs you. Are you listening to me? <laughs> Charles Robinson. I have no question that they were growing it out that day and, and having some fun. And the officials looking at each other. If you can't keep up and, and you can't make the calls, up. then you can't be out there. Neither Go do something else. Go ref intramurals, brother. Go play intramurals. Brother. Rules for Logan Lowe. On his prom night. Number one, nobody drinks. Number two, you don't bring anybody back from the party who's been drinking. Number two, don't be black. Lasting rap music in the backyard. So no music. Clean up your mess. Mother and I are going into the little casita. JD, what's up? How are you? I appreciate the uh, the love you give Philly because as David Kelsey says, nobody likes us, but we don't really care. Are you showing me up? Are you showing me up? I'm like, make the call. Like, wake up, you know, whatever. He goes, you're a tough guy? He goes, let's go, tough guy. Come on. Come over the board, big boy. Seeing Jay go unit check gave CP hope that when he does retire, his signature move, the blast of the package, forever, will live on. He is Brandon Bean. We got like 16 inches of snow one day. I mean, it was coming down in buckets. And these people did not leave places just packed. It's part of Buffalo. DeAndre Hopkins tested positive for more drugs than than leave it to to Beaver tranquilizer. Beaver tranquilizer. Khalil Mack didn't want to play here. This guy's a complete edge defender, Jim. I mean, this guy is rugged, tough. He's a playmaker. He's a ball producer. And I wanted to have this Derwin James guy joined up with someone like him on game day. We're on the air, and on the other side of the glass, they're like, dude, Uh it's a bit. He's playing. It's a troll job. He must not know. It's never happened before. So Alvin's like beneath the cameras, crawling in on all fours. Hey, dude, can you hear me? Can you hear me, Matt? Oh, sorry about that. Brian, what's going on? How you doing, Scal? You know, Jim, a lot of people fly by night and want to get me on air. But you know what? You were getting me on air for 20 years. So there will never be a time when I deny to go on the Jim Rome show. Here you see Bellino not even looking down at his hands. DB, if you want to quit your job and go be a palm reader and turn over some of those big playing cards, you go right ahead. Dan Bellino? Dan Marino. I'd like to warn Rachel showing up this year for the smack off and with her back and knuckles shaved without the nicks and cuts of a blade. Jimmy, my man, and I'm worried I can't stop 
left. Wait, we have a monitor like to my right. There was this huge road next to the TV. How would you Very define huge? The size of Garrett's face. It was behind the camera. So I had to reach over with the manila folder and then squish it. What's up, dude? That's a first. It's like an alligator. Come on, man. In my home office. Do a U-turn. Beat it. I knew you would know, bro. <laughs> Bring back the tour stop, Jim. We all want to go. Lots of fun there, man. You got it, bro. brother. Our soap, our product, everything, our dryers, everything is better at surfing the suds than it is at home, Jim. Yeah, so I'm not taking my cat to a car wash because it killed our cat. <laughs> anyway, Alvin, that's not funny. He just timed to die my cat. Jimmy, my man. Whether you like it or not, that's what we're going to do. You can see it and you can feel it. Thank you, Mr. Rome. Appreciate you having me. Backwards Lego arm. <laughs> Always good. Appreciate you having me on, buddy. Uh, <laughs> in in contrast. 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 Uh, Talk about an idiot, man. Karma is a you-know-what, right? The Tower of Power. Thanks, Jim. Anytime, man. Have a good day. If we get another 11-game streak here. Wouldn't mind coming on later this year. No! Guards, Star Wars dorks. War, swimming pool technician, nation. Three key points. I'll come back anytime. Love your show. You're on. Good night now! Are you craving some protein after a good workout? Do not make a shake or eat a bar. Grab a bag of beef jerky from Old Trapper. Old Trapper beef jerky is tasty and tender and made with real strips of steak and quality spices that are smoked over a wood fire. And it goes wherever you go, to the game, to the gym, to the beach. So look for Old Trapper in the Clearview bag. You can see the quality you're buying. Look for it in major retail stores near you. If you don't see it, ask for it by name because no other jerky compares. Old Trapper, what's your beef? Eddie O joins us. Ed Zoe, what's going on, Eddie? How are you? Hey, pal. How are you? How you doing? Nice to be with you, Jim. Thanks for having me. It is so good to have you. I know you're busy, Eddie, so let me jump right into it. It is your time of year. You're going from calling Penguins Rangers in New York last (laughs) night to the Derby tomorrow. How is your life and how fired up are you right now? Yeah, well, it is great. Uh, Pucks and ponies at this time of year. There is uh, nothing selfishly better, Jim, to be a part of the Stanley Cup playoffs on TNT and you know, over the last 15 years, been used to calling all the hockey games on NBC, and NBC uh, did not, uh, you know, retain their rights to do the NHL this season, and ESPN and TNT split it. And so, watching the first couple of nights of playoff hockey as a fan at home was, it was kind of foreign territory. I was just like, you know, it just kind of wasn't normal what I've been used to the last 15 years of pretty much doing all the games. But uh, we were able to uh, have our maiden voyage last night on TNT and uh, we saw a pretty entertaining game at the garden between the Penguins and the Rangers and then flew into Louisville today and doing a little homework today and then we got a full race card tomorrow on USA Network and on the big channel on NBC uh, all day long so it's uh, it is a great time of year and uh, lots of opportunities uh, at the wagering windows I will say. Andy Olchek joining us is the best time of year. Ezra, really quickly, the point you made about it was kind of foreign territory and that you got to stay at home and yeah. watch it as a fan. I got to ask you about game one of the Penguins-Rangers, yeah. the triple overtime epic. Now, you were not on the call for that game, but you were able to watch it as a fan. As somebody who played for both teams and has close ties in both spots, what was that game like for you? Yeah, I mean, it, it is a wide range of emotions. You can still have ties and having spent uh, you know almost three-plus years in New York, and you mentioned winning a Stanley Cup with the Rangers in 94, and then really almost 10 years of my life I spent in the Berg uh, you know, as, as, a, as a player. Uh, as a coach and as a broadcaster. So, and, and my kids, uh, you know, pretty much grew up in the Berg. So there's great ties there, but you know, I, I just watch as a hockey guy, Jim, when I'm, when I'm watching games and I knew obviously I was doing game two. So, you know, I was doing some early prep obviously to be able to be, you know, well-versed on what was going on, even though I wasn't in the building. And you know, that's the greatest challenge of, uh, I think of being an analyst is that you see the game differently when you're in the building, 
than you do when you're watching on television, obviously, because your eyes go to certain areas and you kind of know where to go when you're in the building. We're on television because you got to follow the puck, and that's the most important thing. You do miss a lot of things maybe behind the play and the extracurricular activities. So uh, it was nice. Trust me, it, it was nice. It was, it was good to be home and uh, spending time with my wife and, and the dogs and uh, my youngest son. So I'll take advantage of uh, of those days being at home because uh, we're I'm sure we're going to make up for it here in the next couple of weeks where we're going to be doing, you know, three and three. I'll be here at the Derby for NBC on Saturday, Jim, and then I'll fly to Tampa on Sunday for game four, Leafs and Lightning, and then I'll get on a plane on Monday morning and head to D.C. and do game four between the Caps and the Panthers. So uh, talk to me on Tuesday. If you have me on on Tuesday, I'll probably be uh, have a pillow and a blanket uh, handy because uh, – Probably be a little worn down there after that uh, three and three. No doubt, Ed. So what a run that's going to be. Eddie Olchek is joining us. You know, you talk about the difference between watching games at home and being at the rink itself. Same thing with being at the track versus watching on TV. Tomorrow you've got the Derby, and it's going to be a return to full capacity for the first time yeah. since the pandemic. What kind of a vibe are you expecting at the track and the betting window with that place packed yet again? Oh, it's going to be through the roof, Jim. I mean, look, we're, we are all still still dealing, obviously, with the worldwide pandemic. We understand that. But I think that getting everybody here and the excitement level and, and the restrictions, you know, much more lessened now, uh, I just think people are, are letting their hair down and, uh, and coming out in full force. I mean, the airport was just slammed today. Uh, it's a really good crowd at the track today for Oaks Day. You know, tomorrow we're expecting 150,000 people there. And you know, I would imagine that a lot of people are going to be betting with both hands, which is okay with me. And, you know, I'm an express bet guy, Jim, so I don't know if you can wear out an app on the phone, but there's a pretty good chance that Eddie Olchek is going to wear out an app on his wagering uh, opportunities tomorrow at the Kentucky Derby. So it, it's great. It's just great to be a part of it. I'm so lucky to be a part of this uh, horse racing family here at NBC, you know, being there so long with hockey and horse racing. And then the big, the big move, obviously, this year with no more hockey at NBC, but for them to, uh, you know, want me back and be back is, is just a great thrill. And I'm just really excited about getting back with the team tomorrow and hopefully hand out a few winners tomorrow on USA Network and NBC tomorrow. Oh, I know you will, Ezzo. I know you will. I made the point that before you came on, and those who know already know this, but those who may not know need to know this. This is not just like a side hustle or a hobby. You are a <laughs> world-class handicapper, a world-class handicapper. Steve Kornacki said recently that last year he was standing next to you after the Oaks, and you had hit a nice exacta, and he said, quote, he showed me the ticket, and my eyes kind of bulged a little bit. I said, okay, way to go, Eddie. Eddie, what do you remember about that ticket yeah i mean it's just you know what jim sometimes is a, is a handicapper or a gambler uh you got to put your plums on the table and you got to go you know what i got to have conviction here i know what i like and if i'm going to go down i'm going to go down my way i'm going to go down with uh, what i got in my bankroll and you know yeah there might have been a couple extra zeros on the end of it maybe more so than i usually do but it gave me it gave me ammo for the uh for the rest of the weekends and uh you know it, it was nice to uh it was nice to impress a guy like Steve Kornacki, who jumped on our show last uh, last year and has done a really a has brought a different element, obviously from you know I mean everybody knows him from the politics aspect of being on NBC, but also being a part of NBC's uh, you know Sunday Night Football coverage and breaking down the percentages and wins and losses and and he's doing the same thing with horse racing, so uh, you know you got to make an impression somehow and. First impressions are everything, Jim, so hopefully uh, that won't, won't last a lifetime there with me and Steve. You know, now, Edzo, you know I'm kind of partial to the California horses because I yep. see them here. 
Give me some thoughts. Who do you like coming up for the big race tomorrow? Who do you have your eyes on? How are you approaching well, it? Well, look, I, I, I look at Jim. I, I think I think Epicenter, the three horses, the second favorite, I believe, um, you know, with uh, Joel Rosario and Steve Asmus and looking for his first Kentucky Derby win. I think Epicenter is, is the horse to beat. Um, I, I think that he is proven to be. I think he can get the distance, right? I mean, gonna go, these horses are going to go a mile and a quarter tomorrow. These horses may never run that far again. They're going to be in front of uh, going to be in front of 150,000 fans for the first time, and maybe the last time. So there's all that other element, uh, a part of it, that you have to equal into the equation. And then, okay, well, can the horse be? Is the horse tactical? Can the horse be a front runner, but also rate back and fit in behind the speed if there happens to be a couple of crazy horses up front? I think Epicenter, to me, I think is the most talented horse. So. If he's your second favorite at seven to two, maybe three to one, four to one range, I think that is unbelievable value. He will be on every part and every part of my tickets that I have up and down when I'm playing all the different wagers. But the horse that I've kind of fell in love with earlier in the uh, in the year, Jim, was Mo Donegal for Todd Pletcher, who's won the Kentucky Derby a couple of times. Now he is in post position number one, which hasn't been too favorable for Kentucky Derby entrants. We haven't had a Kentucky Derby winner from post position number one since Willie Shoemaker and, and Ferdinand winning the Kentucky Derby back in the mid-'80s. So do the math. It's been a long, long time. Now, without going too inside horse racing, as you know, Jim, back in it before three years ago, Churchill Downs, when you would have a big field of 20, you would have two starting gates. So you'd have one of 14, and then you'd have the other six. So there'd be a gap in between the, the first gate and the second gate. But the problem was is that the number one post position, when you were looking straight down the track, that number one post position was looking at the, the rail of the far turn turning for home. So what they've done here is they've gone to one gate. So what number one post position has done is moved over almost 55 feet to the right. So when the number one horse gets into the gate, he's looking straight ahead at clear track. He's not looking at the rail thinking he's got to move over some 50 or 55 feet. So, Look at Mo Donegal. He's won from the number one post position in other places. He's never raced against 20 horses. I think he can get the distance. I think he's got Irad Ortiz on him, who is as aggressive uh, a, uh, I was going to say goaltender. I got hockey on my brain, too. <laughs> he's as aggressive jockey as that there is. Going to need some luck. Going to need a little stick handling down the lane. But I, I'm going to love his price at being probably somewhere in that 11 or 12 to 1. So all of my tickets, Jim, will be based around the one Mo Donegal and the three epicenter. I love them both. I hit Mo Donegal myself, Eddie. I think I got him at 12-1. to 1. I've got the same concerns. He's on that one. He's on the rail, but you laid it out technically why that might not be as big of a deal this time around, and you're right. He's got a really aggressive rider. One last thought, Edzo. What about Taba? How do you feel about Taba? Really interesting young horse. Looked incredible in the Santa Anita Derby. Where do you come out on him? Yeah, look, at. I, I mean, I, I, I'm a California guy through and through, 100%. The only thing that I would be concerned about and again, this is about one thing, and that's gambling and wagering, is I think that there's an opportunity here for the 12-horse table to take a big step back after a monster race only in his second career start. That would be my concern. doesn't matter who the trainer would be. doesn't matter where he came from. That would be is that he ran so good in his second race. Now he has to take another step up. Can he raise it to another level? Look at We've seen some crazy stuff. We've seen Justify win, the, you know, you know, win and in, 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 in only have, what, four or five races in a short period of time. And, you know, it just you just never know. But I just would look at it from a handicapping and the experience that I've had is that I think how good that race was, I would expect a drop back. And if he drops back a little, 
I don't think it's good enough to hit the board. I think you're right. There's always that concern about the proverbial bounce, and I think you made a great point. Ed, so one last thought. You made the point also that win play show wagering is a smart, under-the-radar approach. Yeah. For those who are new to this, can you lay that out? Why is that a good approach? Well, because the pools are so large, Jim, as you know, is that you know you, you can invest. So if you play win, place, and show, and your horse ends up second, you're going to get paid for second-place money and for third-place money. So you're going to get your money back and probably then some. But with the large sums of money and with the pool sizes, some of those, uh, you know, the, the place in the show, the pools, will be inflated. So you might be able to get maybe 8 or 10 or 12% more on your money because of how big the pools are. So you don't have to really invest a lot. So look, if you do like Taba, let's say if you like Taba, and, and you play win, play, show, if that's it. So you multiply it by three, whatever the denomination would be. So if you bet 10 across, it'll cost you $30. You've got a pretty good chance if Taba happens to finish second or third to turn that 30 probably into about 80 or $85 depending on what the other horses' odds are that end up hitting the board. So, look, it's a lot of math. It's a lot of numbers. But I think for people that just want to get their so-called feet wet, um, it's, it's a great bet because, you know, you, you're going you're gonna to get some of your money back if your horse hits the board. Obviously, in a 20-horse field, anything could happen. But for me, I, I think it's a really good bet. And look at tomorrow, I'm betting across the board on Mo Donegal because if he is 10 or 12 to 1, and he ends up third, Jim. There's a pretty good chance he's probably going to pay about eight or nine dollars to show. I get all my money back, and then make probably you know maybe twenty five percent on my money on top of that uh, win, place, and show wager. I actually love it, and so I hit Ms. Direction the first time she won the Breeders' Cup. I bet right? I bet her across the board. I loved it, and I walked out right. of there pretty happy about things. <laughs> he is an NHL analyst for TNT now, a horse racing analyst for NBC Sports. Nobody does both as well as Edzo does both. Eddie, great to have you on. You sound great. I can't wait to see the race. Watching you on TNT, and it's always good to talk to you, Eddie. Thanks so much. Say hi to the family, Jim. Thanks for having me. You too, Edzo. He is Andy Reid. He joins us right now. Andy, it is so good to have you back on. How are you? I'm doing good, Jim. Thank you for having me. My man, I am not going to lie to you. I know that there's technically no off-season, Andy, in the NFL, but technically we are not in-season either. So I want to be very upfront about this. Every time I go to Javier's, and by the way, I'm going again this weekend, I'm sneaking a peek for you. When was the last time you hit one of our favorite all-time spots? You know, I was there last summer. I, I haven't, uh, I've only been out to California once uh, this off-season, and it was right after the season and I was in hibernation at that time. So I didn't, I didn't go up there, but I, I love Javier's. That is the best really quickly to each their own. And Javier's might be my favorite restaurant in the world, literally Andy. And I'm not looking for any kind of statement from you with regards to that, but have you ever had anything less than an exceptional dining experience at Javier's crystal cove on the Newport coast? No, I'll tell you, it's uh it's spectacular. Great. Great venue, beautiful scenery, and the food is outstanding. It is the best. Andy Reid joining us. I appreciate your thoughts on that. All right, so why don't we talk about the draft for a few minutes. I don't think I remember, Andy, the last time there was so much uncertainty going into a draft and so many questions about what may or may not happen. I'm curious, what kind of thoughts did you have as you watched seven of the first ten picks on the defensive side of the ball come off the board? I'll tell you what, it was crazy, Jim, but we kind of followed right in – uh, right with them on that. So we we had, our draft was mainly defense too, but it was a uh, it was crazy coming off the board early there. 
uh, and good defensive players. I mean, these guys, they're, they're going to help their teams for sure. All right, so you got a couple of guys I know you liked in the first round. You moved up from 29 to 21 to get a corner in Trent McDuffie. Obviously, you felt pretty strongly about him. Why was this a particular player that was so appealing to you? Well, you know what? I mean, you guys saw him out, out in, uh, on the West Coast, uh, haven't been at Washington there. He, he is, uh, he's a smooth operator, good size, good speed, uh, just has a knack for the game. And, 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 Jim, we needed that. I mean, we needed to help out our secondary a little bit. And so it fit right into line with uh, need and good player. Andy Reid is joining us with that 30th pick. Andy, you picked George Karlafidis. He's got a great story. He's got a really interesting background. I can tell that you already like him a lot already. How anxious are you to get him in and see what he can do? Yeah, high-energy guy, Jim. I mean, he um, and he played against great competition. So you put on tape, now you're seeing him against some good offensive lines, and, and he, he produced. Um, he, he's, he's Greek, right? He's Greek, and he was born in Greece, and – um, and, and he's very proud of that um, and went to Purdue and, and just massive production. So you get this kid that has a relentless motor and he's smart. His study habits are phenomenal. I talked to their head coach out there and he spoke the world of him. He said he, he prepares like quarterbacks prepare and you don't see that a ton on, on the defensive line, but the, this kid does that. And and so I look forward to getting him in here and, and putting him in the mix on that defensive line. Chiefs head coach Andy Reid is joining us for a few more moments. Of course, you dealt Tyreek Hill to Miami. Andy, did you see the market for wide receivers changing as dramatically and quickly as it did? Well, you know, with, uh, with what the Raiders did, with the kid from Green Bay, with what the Dolphins did with Tyreek, I – yeah, I saw. I knew it was going to shoot up. Once, once the Raiders did what they did, I knew the market uh, was going to be on a little different level than what it's been on. And and more power to the guys that, that were being paid. I mean, Tyreek included. He did a great job for us, and he's going to do a nice job for for the Dolphins. Um, uh, but again, Jim, we you know how this thing goes. We, we've got a lot of good players, and and you've got to sort this cap out. Half of the game is how do you. Uh, divvy up the cap and and take care of the rest of the team. So instead of putting it all in one guy, we're able to kind of mix it around and and try to do the right thing with with the with the team. And then if you lose somebody like Tyreek, you you replenish and then utilize the player's strengths. And here we go, and you go play football. Andy Reid's joining us. In fact, that's exactly what you did. You were really aggressive in bringing in guys like Marquez Valdez Scantling, Juju Smith Schuster, Ronald Jones. You drafted a wide receiver in Sky Moore in the second round. Obviously, then Andy, the deep or the offense, I should say, is going to be different than it was. Time will tell, but do you think the ceiling might be higher? Do you think that it might be even better than it was? Well, we'll see. We'll see how the guys uh, bring it together here in the next few months. And I, I think that's important, that growing. I tell the guys every year, every team's different. Well, this team is different, and they, they can see that. And, and it's just how it's the preparation, the mindset, all those things. We just had our first week back here with the players, with the veteran players. Uh, rookies come in tonight. So um, I, I look forward to see how we grow as a football team. But uh, I'm always, I'm always thinking we're going to be okay, you know, and and so, but we've got to put in the time and the effort for that. We're talking to Andy Reid for a couple of more moments. You want to talk about different? How about the AFC West overall, Andy? The talent acquisition around that division was absolutely insane. Have you ever seen anything quite like that? And then generally, how does that division look and feel to you now compared to a year ago? 
Yeah, I mean, how great is that? I mean, we're in this thing for the competition, and here we've got this AFC West that's uh, just gone crazy this offseason, bringing in players. And, and so every game's going to be a knockdown dragout, and I love that. You don't, never have to worry about uh, talking about preparation for those games because you're going to prepare your tail off to make sure you go out and show well. And these guys are very competitive guys, our team competitive, the NFL guys that play the game are very competitive, and so they're going to want to show and show well. And this should just lead for the fans. It should lead for some really great games. Andy, I know you're not about this, and I know you're not going to make it about yourself, but I can hear the energy in your voice. I know that you're still all in it. I know you're looking ahead, but I want to ask you something. Like, you went so hard, so long, hell, in effect, an entire lifetime to get that ring, and you're never going to rest on your laurels. I know you're not looking back, but I'm really curious. If I could get you just to step back for one moment, how long did it take to sink in that you had won a world championship? And then what does that ring represent to you? You know, Jim, I sat there and, and I mean, I literally sat there till 430 in the morning listening to Pitbull after the game. And my man was cranking and and uh, at 50 years old or whatever he is, I mean, he was cranking it out. And I'm going, this is unbelievable. It, it settled in right there. Um, and then when we got back and we went through the parade, it, it was hammered in a little bit more. And, um, and And then when we got done with it, it was time to get on to the next year. Because that's how this thing works. But what a you know what a great great thing it was, and it, it was a lot of fun. Uh, makes you want to get back there and, and do it again. For sure. No, okay. If you were cranking Pitbull, well, I mean, I understand why that night. Like on your off time, Andy, what little off time you have, whether or not you're going for a walk, you're getting a workout in, you're taking a drive. Who else are you bumping? Who are you listening to these days? You know, I, I throw a little Kenny Chesney on there. It's a little less than Pitbull, but I throw a little Kenny <laughs> Chesney on there. I mean. I'd, I like country music and uh, shoot, I like everything. My kids make fun of me. I got rap. I got everything on my on my iPad there, so I I get it all in. I get that. All right. So when you, you're kind of private about this, and I'll be very respectful. Do you have any trips to Cali planned? Let's never forget you're an LA native. I'd love to see you out here. Are there any at least quick trips planned to California? I'll be back out in the summer. Yeah, okay. absolutely, absolutely. Be back in the summer. I love I love California. Love it here in Kansas City, too, but I love California, and I've got a place there, and I, I like coming out and chilling before we get started with the season. I love that. Andy, one last thought. You mentioned Kansas City. Great town. Such a great, great town. They love you. You love them. I mean, time, I don't want to use this word, but, man, it's a bitch. Andy, can you believe it? You're coming up on a decade. Does it feel like you've been there a decade? Oh, only when I look in the mirror. That's it. <laughs> um, I, I'm, I'm losing. I used to have red hair. I don't have red hair. I used to have hair, and I don't have hair. So, I mean, it's, uh, um, I'm getting older, but I, I don't feel that way. Um, I, I enjoy what I'm doing. I was for, lucky enough to be 14 years in Philadelphia and then 10 years here. I was seven years in Green Bay. I mean, it's, it's, been, a, you know, it's been a lot of fun and met a lot of great people. From me to you, no one better. He is the head coach of the Chiefs. He is entering his 10th year, a Super Bowl champ. He is Andy Reid. Andy, you are the absolute best. Thank you for coming on. I always love talking to you, and I appreciate the friendship. All right, Jim. Likewise. Appreciate you, man. Good night.